first of all, let me just say, all the baking is usually marvelous. So we had a pie-making competition once, and this was spurred by the fact that I had written an email to all staff saying, what are good pie crust recipes? Because I'd never made a pie before, and I had weirdly registered for a pie crust thing for for our wedding and so I had a pie crust thing I had no idea how to make a pie it, it spawns like this I think there maybe were 25 emails or something people battling like what is better you know lard or butter is it cold is it warm all this stuff and so finally someone said well let's you know let's see if you can walk the walk and bring in your pie and so there's this epic pie bake-off that's Sherry, an academic librarian, explaining to us that in her world, potlucks are the social currency of the workplace. They are the most common type of celebration, and they can be serious business. I mean, I don't know actually how common potlucks are for other people's workplace, but I mean, they are extremely common in ours. I mean, in libraries, all of the events are potluck-based. Here at my current job... We just, we go potluck crazy. There's a Halloween potluck where we decorate things to look like scary things. I made for that one um, this pasta that was made with a sauce that was made with beets. So it looked like a bloody, bloody pasta. And the pasta itself was a strange shape. It was like little kind of maggoty looking. It was gross and it's and delicious. And it doesn't stop at bloody pasta. Oftentimes, people use ingredients that they grow in their own gardens. So, you know, one of my coworkers is, in addition to being an amazing baker, is an amazing gardener. So she made pumpkin cookies from scratch with pumpkins she grew in her backyard, and then we brought them, you know, to a potluck, and they were fantastic. Of course, even librarians are subject to potluck misfires every now and again. And today we have the story of a potluck dish gone very, very wrong and the hilarious and unexpected way it was rectified. It was 2007, and Sherry was a graduate student in library and information science. This is Small Answers. I'm Lita. Keep listening. One year, I had a potluck at a previous job where I had heard rumors from other people that I worked with that maybe this one person's cakes were not really the best. And, you know, more specifically, this person, she owned several cats, and there were kind of, like, rumors flying around that, you know, you'd cut into the cake and, you know, be careful when you bit into it because there was just, like, a lot of cat hair involved in, in the cake. And... You know, I, I was like, come on, you know, like we, okay, we all have cats, animals, and like, how bad can it be? So I always ate the cake, like, I didn't have a problem with it, and I didn't look too closely at it, because what, you know, what's the big deal? And so I didn't want to be rude, and it was not a problem, and I thought the cake was fine. Okay, well, one year we all have a nice party, everything's going great, and we wrap it up, everyone ate everything and all that, and we go back to work. 
though I was a graduate student and there was a student assistant in the library he's an undergraduate and we were kind of hit it off but he was a kind of quiet type he's sort of like a hipster rocker dude which is always funny when they come to work in the library because you know it's it's like a cool person in the land of the nerds you know and so like the roles are reversed they don't know what to do because we rule the roost and so he was kind of quiet you know he didn't really know what to do so but we had kind of a nice rapport and he comes over to me after the potluck and he kind of sheepishly looks at me and he says you know um I, uh, I, I found something. Just, I found something. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out what was clearly one of the napkins from the potluck party. It was like slow motion coming out of his pocket and like this twist of the hand. And he opens up the napkin and it's all kind of crumpled up. And it clearly has like kind of a piece of cake in it. But right there in the middle of like the bite of cake is a very, very large button. Like from your jacket. Like a giant button. And um, (laughs) it was immediately apparent to me. There was no question what had happened here. The napkin came out. I saw the remnants of what I knew, you know, was the cake and not a, not a lot, just enough. And the button right in the middle, there was no question what had went down. No question at all in my mind. I, I don't know. I don't recall what she was wearing, but I'm guessing, I think it must have been a vest or something. And it, I, she must have made the cake that morning or whatever. But um, I, I it, it wasn't the kind of thing you could swallow easily or something. I mean, this was the kind of thing, like, he immediately must have taken a bite of this cake and said, can I swear on your podcast? Okay, he must have immediately taken a bite of this cake and been like, what the fuck? So in any case, um, at that moment, from the corner where she was, we heard her say, Oh, where's my button? Okay, so at the exact time that Sherry and her colleague discover the missing button, the owner of said button also realizes it has gone missing. Of course, she has no idea where it ended up. Sherry was laughing the entire time she told us this story, but at the same time, she and her colleagues were totally serious about quickly resolving the situation. It wasn't just about reuniting Button and Owner. That could have been done in an instant. It was about doing so in a way that didn't reveal that it had ended up in cake that she had just served to everyone. They started planning. We got together to figure out what to do about it. And I think at first we were just going to like, just like leave it at her desk or something. And then what, what, then it became kind of like operation return the button. (laughs) You know, so the grad students, we all got together. I said, listen, you know, this guy found the button and the cake. Yeah. I want to be polite and return the button. And, um, we kind of, we came up with this sort of elaborate ruse. We, one person washed the button, you know, and then the button was like, you know, quote, dropped in the hallway. And then as, so there's like this big production where someone comes in, she says, I found a button. Is this anyone's? (laughs) And, you know, sure enough, the cake maker came forward and she was reunited with her button. And I just, I never ate her cake again. A funny thing happened as we talked to Sherry, which is that we found ourselves discussing the cultural significance of potlucks in the workplace. I've done a lot of informal research about workplace potlucks in the past few weeks, and the reactions are always strong. Responses have ranged from delight over sharing homemade food, 
to rage that potlucks aren't a way to demonstrate employee appreciation, to anxiety about choosing what to bring. A lot of us, probably most of us, don't want to spend free time preparing food for colleagues. Yet, Sherry's office had built this respectful community in part through a steady practice of generosity with their time and participation. And now, because of that, they were going to great lengths to be sensitive to their colleague's mistake. You know, a potluck is the thing, too. You're opening your your cooking to other people, right? And, and it's a generous thing. You're, you're coming to work, and you're really, like, you're not friends with these people necessarily. I mean, we were friendly, but I think it's it's already enough of a commitment, and it's I thought it was a wonderful thing. She was always bringing things. And so I, I was like, you know, why, why would we... Why would we out her, basically? You know, why would we say, oh, you know, why would I embarrass her, basically, of, of saying, you know, this is so funny, this happened? Because she, she wasn't really the type of person, I think, that would have taken that lightly, you know? The, she would have taken it really seriously and so, um, and, and probably been offended and maybe stopped bringing things. And I, you know, I didn't want to be, you know, propagating, even though it, it had out kind of to be true, you know, that, you know, random stuff ended up in, in the cake. You know, it's harmless. It's a button. It's like some cat hair. Like, who cares? You know, like, it's not worth it to risk embarrassing someone over that, you know? So it was, it was all definitely, you know, you know, being professional and being sort of, uh, discreet about it, you know, was important. Did anybody disagree with your approach? Uh, no, I mean, everyone like jumped to action and everyone knew. We all knew how it had to go down. It's a funny thing and I don't know if that's why it's sort of like, okay, I don't want to like get too deep about potlucks or whatever, but it's true. We would have no potlucks if we worked in like, you know, a, a tech industry or something where like there was money everywhere and everything. I don't think that really happens there. I don't know. Maybe they do it for fun every now and then, but like, I mean, this is like legit, you know, this is actually how we celebrate things is people participate. And I think it actually contributes to the community-ness of the whole thing. You know, in other words, it's kind of circular. Like we, we were considerate in this instance because we had developed a community in part because, you know, this is the way that you have celebrations. You know, it's a, it's a communal kind of a thing. You break bread, you have these things. And then because you are considerate, then that's why you do them, you know? So it's, it's a little bit circular and it's probably why I've stayed in libraries or, you know, it's not like the potluck has kept me here or anything but I've always sought that kind of a community. Today, typical conversations about what makes work fun and teams cohesive tend to focus on novel environmental modifications like Google's nap pods and ping pong tables. But listening to Sherry's experience made me wonder if simpler, older forms of social bonding, like potlucks, are more significant than we've been giving them credit for. Are they the original team building activity? Many of us work long hours and put a lot of mental energy into our work. It's hard to think about giving more time and more energy than we already do. And I don't know that it's specific to the potluck format, but Sherry's point about generosity and participation as the foundational elements of a functional, happy workplace make a lot of sense. And maybe that's the kind of activity companies should be focusing their efforts on. The potluck's just one part of that, right? You know, it's it's not like the end all be all, but I think ultimately, like the success of those things are like, do you like who you work with? 
You know, if you like who you work with, you're not going to take yourself so seriously. You know, if I bring something crummy and everyone's like, ooh, like I'll laugh about it, right? Like, what do I care? You know, and so if you like who you work with and you're all respectful, it's not a problem. And I think either whether the potluck is the the symptom or the cause, I don't know. But, I mean, they're wonderful things, you know. Being a librarian is the best thing there is, really. Librarians are totally fearless. I mean, they will do anything. We do not believe in letting other people do stuff for us. You have no excuse, like, not to be voting, not to be, you know, getting your card from the place you need to get it, or, you know, like, get, get it fixed up or whatever. Like, you should be able to find that information. And that's something I actually love about librarians is, you know, generally speaking, it's an empowered group of people. Um, of course, we feel di very differently when we're dealing with patrons because we, we see all the excuses, right? I mean, like, we understand that it's not easy for everyone to get that information. And we have good potlucks, except when they go horribly wrong. <laughs> this has been a production of Small Answers, a site for shared essays about big life questions. For a new post every Monday, go to www.smallanswers.us.